You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, sponsored by BetUS, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Man, we are killing it right now. Yeah, we are on fire, very much like the Miami Dolphins offense, suffering from a great deal of technical difficulties on this Thursday evening as we record live on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber, hit subscribe, turn on the notifications, hit the like button. It's very important. We hope that you will all do that. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at same old Dolphins, at Amplified Rock, at Aaron the Brain. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us as we dive in to this special Week 5 preview episode as your Miami Dolphins on the back of a very, very rough week go into Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But hey, it's not all bad news because Jakeem Grant is no longer a Miami Dolphin. Yay, it finally happened. We finally, it finally happened. Yeah, we finally got rid of Jakeem Grant. No more, uh, you know, watching Jakeem Grant put the ball on the turf. That's uh, right. So uh, all, all is good. We got a sixth round draft pick. So, uh, you know, let's go swimming in more draft capital for Chris Greer to screw up. Can't wait for Chris Greer to draft like uh, just a super like big time project left tackle in the sixth round of the of the next year's draft to be fair My the God. sixth round picks haven't exactly been the problem the problem is the first round picks that's true the sixth round picks have actually come good more often So anyway, here we are. The Dolphins are going into Tampa to take on the Bucks and and we're going to we're going to be doing it. We're going to be there. Well, we're going to be watching it. We're not going to be there in the in the stadium. It's going to be a tough one. Listen, this is this is a situation where the Dolphins in the in the place that they have found themselves in at this point with a one and three record are just like there there are no expectations anymore for this team, right? There's you're not expecting them to go in there and win. I mean, I don't think even if the Dolphins had won the first four games of the season, I don't think you'd be expecting them to go into Tampa Bay and win. But all that being said, the Dolphins know it's it's a rough, going to be a tough road ahead for them. But I think there's got to be something freeing for this team in the fact that they're going into this game with no expectations. Because why not, right? Like, it's their their backs are against the wall. Nobody's expecting anything from them. So what you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So why not just go in there and go balls to the wall, put the put the pedal to the floor, and let's see what happens. 
let's have Jacoby Brissett air it out and throw for 500 yards. Come on. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, you know, can't even throw for like 100 air yards, let alone 100, let alone 500 yards total. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, they they have nothing to lose, and so they they should come out really aggressive uh, and, and play, you know, a spirited game. But that said, that doesn't make them any less overmatched uh, than they are. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. It's it's going to be a rough. It's going to be a rough go of it. I mean, Tampa Bay's defensive line is one of the best in the entire NFL, if not the very best. And our offensive line is, I mean, you know, like I don't know if they still have the same turnstiles outside of Hard Rock Stadium because it's been a while since I've been down there. But you know, those old those old metal turnstiles you just walk through when you're entering the stadium or leaving the stadium. You'd walk through the the big turnstiles. Yeah, the you know, old Austin Jacksons. Yeah, it's basically they threw a, they threw a jersey on one of those and have him playing left tackle for the Miami Dolphins at the moment. I, I think it's Wade Smith over there at left tackle. Oh, it's bad. It's a bad deal uh, watching this Miami Dolphins offensive line. So I'm I'm. It's like it's almost going to be a snuff film watching how they stand up against this Tampa Bay defensive front on Sunday. But somehow, some way, the Dolphins are going to try to find a way. They're going to try to find a way to get a big win on the road in Tampa Bay. And we're going to have to talk about how they are going to do that and what kind of game plan there's going to be. But, I mean, for me, it pretty much boils down to the Dolphins are going to have to be perfect and hope Tampa Bay just has a very, very bad day at the office. I mean, to me, that's the only way that anything gets done in this situation, right? I mean, it's the only way. It's the only way that there's even a prayer because just looking at the way things match up from a coaching perspective, from a talent perspective, I mean, from a talent perspective, it's a little bit close, but not really in certain aspects is it a little I mean, bit close but in the really? fact that, but the is fact of the matter is the dolphins you know i mean depending in certain areas the dolphins have a better secondary at the moment and that makes it a little bit close it's a little the bit defending close. super bowl champs and a team that's been absolutely atrocious uh, and is playing uh, with a backup quarterback hey jacoby Brissett once won a game because tom brady was suspended remember this yeah not with this so team. <laughs> no, not with this team. You're, that's true. It's true. It's a true fact. So yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a rough one for the Dolphins. I think there's no way around that. It's going to be a very tough game. But let's look at what the Dolphins are going to have to do to to get this one to happen, right? Because uh, who we? Yeah, somebody wrote in the comments. Thank God Tua is not behind this offensive line on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. No kidding. If Tua was behind this offensive line on Sunday, it would, I mean, they'd have to arrange a hearse to probably take him back home down south on I-75 because it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Yeah. And it, I mean, you just have to look at the Super Bowl to, to see what this Tampa Bay defense is capable of is when it comes to getting after the quarterback. And they haven't been great at getting after the quarterback so far this season, but they haven't played this Dolphins offensive line yet this <laughs> this season. And That's if fair. you look at what they did in the Super Bowl against, albeit, backup tackles that uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, th- and, and had Patrick Mahomes running for his life, that's what you can expect in this game because, as we know, the Dolphins offensive tackles are essentially 
backup tackles. And so uh, I fully expect, uh, you know, whether it's Barrett or Pierre Paul or Golston, uh, they're going to get after Jacoby Brissett. The, the, this Dolphins Vita offensive Vea. line is going to have their, well, yeah, the, the, the guys in the middle between Sue and Vita Vea. And it's just, I mean, they're, they're overmatched throughout the, Aaron. On, you know, Aaron. every position Aaron. In, in the line. So Aaron. I mean, it's just, what? Aaron. Yes. Jacoby Brissett's going to die on Sunday. Well, I mean, I don't want to joke. About, I don't want to joke about the death of Jacoby Brissett, but I would like to see Reed Sinet in the game. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I don't want Jacoby Brissett to have to die. But I would like to see Reed Sinet. Well, I don't. I don't. Don't think anybody wants to actually see uh, somebody die out there on the football field. But I mean, poor Jacoby Brissett. Not, not even Brissett's figuratively. Gonna... I don't even want to see it figure. I don't want to see Reed Sinet come into the game because Jacoby Brissett, you know, gets sacked seven times and is uh, and is injured. I mean, maybe if he gets sacked seven times just because he's holding the onto the ball too long, but he and he's healthy, and they just decide to to take him out. Okay, fine, but uh, I don't want to see Jacoby Brissett get hurt. Uh, but I do want to see Reed Sinet, and the reason is is I want to see us take some shots because yes. this Tampa Bay. If there is a spot for the Dolphins' offense, and I don't think that the Dolphins' offense carries the brunt of the responsibility as far as winning this football game. I think it's much the opposite. But if the offense is going to have any kind of shot to produce in this game, they're going to need to attack the Tampa Bay secondary, which is very banged up right now. Uh, so they're going to need to take some shots. Whether or not they have faith in the offensive line being able to block, it doesn't matter because they're not going to be able to run the ball against this Tampa Bay defensive front that's giving up like two and a half yards per carry. Um, I don't care what the the stats say about what the Dolphins are averaging per carry. We're not a good running team. So we're not going to, you know, have much success running the football. I, that's not to say we should completely abandon the run, but it should not be a focal point of the offensive game plan. The offensive game plan should be to throw the ball downfield. Where we've uh, had complete- some success... We've just waited until we're down by 14 or 17 points in the fourth quarter till we actually do it. Yeah, well, I completely agree. Listen, I mean, you've had you've seen teams that are very, very adept at running the ball not be able to run the ball at all against this Tampa Bay defensive front. You know, I mean, Dallas couldn't run the ball against I mean, basically didn't even try to run the ball against Tampa Bay in week one. And so I would be very surprised to see the Dolphins really committing to the run game on Sunday against Tampa Bay. But uh, yeah, it's, man, man, it's going to be rough. But let's let's talk about how they're going to get it done. First of all, we know that they're not going to have Will Fuller. He's on IR for at least three weeks with a broken finger. So we're going to get to week eight. We're going to get to week eight. If Will Fuller is ready to go in week eight, at that point, he will have played in about five quarters of, of football. Five of the first, uh, what? Do some quick math here you know, 28 quarters of the season he'll have played for. I mean, this is, you signed up when you agree, when you signed, when you signed up to pay $10 million to Will Fuller, you knew that the man was made of glass and that he had trouble staying healthy. And the only time that he was able to successfully stay healthy for a full season was when he got busted for PEDs. So now he's cleaned up his act and now he can't stay healthy again. So that's kind of a disaster. And listen, I know that people, you know, injuries happen in football. Injuries do happen. You know, it's a thing. But 
man, the Dolphins have some injury prone players on their roster right now. And it, and it sucks to, you know, for all of the wonderful things that Tua does, he's absolutely a guy that you can label as injury prone. And, you know, they knew that coming in and, and now he's hurt. And now you've got Will Fuller and he's hurt. And it's just the injury prone Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's two players, but I mean, granted, one of them is your starting quarterback and that's huge. But your I don't, center, I don't Michael talk, Dieter is also about, injured. Okay. But I mean, everybody, the, the, the Bucks entire secondary is injured or does that mean that's right? We got to take advantage of that. Okay, but the point is, and I don't want to t- get sidetracked with the whole Tua thing because we've been talking about that for weeks and years and we're going to continue talking about that the next time he rolls his ankle and misses three weeks. But oh, oh Fuller, don't, don't, you, don't you do that to Dolphins Twitter, Aaron. Don't you put that out there into the universe. We'll see. We'll see. But w- w- not talking about hypotheticals, just talking about plain old facts. Like you said, Will Fuller, the biggest problem on his resume right now is that he can't stay healthy. He breaks his finger. Now, granted, you're a wide receiver. You need to have your fingers. You got to be able to catch the ball. But you're telling me... That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Wide receiver does need to have his fingers. Yeah, but you're telling me that this guy can't... He's got one broken finger. He can't just tape it up next to the finger finger next to him. Which finger is it? He's not the first... Play. He's not the first player to have a broken finger, and plenty of players will play through that. And we're not even talking about he's missing one game. He's on IR. He's missing a, at least three games. Yes, with a broken finger. This That's is right. ridiculous. He is. Yeah. And, and and not only that, he's on. He's he signed a one year deal. It's a prove it deal, and all he has done is prove that he's not only made of glass, but he's soft. So, and and, and I get it. Like, you know, we don't play football. We're not professional athletes. So who are we to call professional athletes soft? But in comparison to the rest of the National Football League and all of these tough guys, all of these professional athletes, that's a soft ass move. It is in a huge game. In, In a crucial time with the season on the line, he is unable to go because of a broken finger. Yeah. I mean... No wonder this team, I mean, no wonder this team sucks. The, the, the whole team is is soft. This is garbage. This is absolute yeah. garbage. Yeah, it's uh it's not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. So we don't have Will Fuller. Uh in better news, we also don't have Jakeem Grant. So the question is who is who are the Dolphins going to have at receiver? We we know we're going to have Waddle, we know we're going to have Parker. We are probably going to see a lot more Preston Williams. Uh, we're going to see a lot of, uh, I mean, yes, that's fair. That's a great point that Mike, J- Jason Pierre-Paul is missing like three or four fingers. and He doesn't even have them. The, the fingers are gone. And he plays every week. But then again, he's also not responsible for catching passes, to be fair. To be fair. But li- listen, it's, it's a, it's a Will rough. Fuller, we only throw him the ball like once or twice a game. That's true. Right. And if he d- is going to catch the ball, it's going to be a screen. Uh, but yeah, so listen, we're going to have Preston Williams getting involved, probably more Albert Wilson. Maybe we'll see the Dolphins currently have two empty spots on their 53 man roster with, uh, with Fuller going on IR and, and Jakeem being traded. So there's the possibility that Raekwon Davis might be activated for this game. And we'll talk about how that might boost the things on the defensive side in a moment. But there's also the possibility that maybe we get somebody up off the practice squad, maybe like a Kirk Merritt and get him in there doing some gimmicks for this team and 
get things juiced up in the offense. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that this offense needs to open things up, right? And obviously, we know they're going to have a hard time having enough time to do that. But can the Dolphins, over the course of, of in this past week, do you think there was any way that they could instill in Jacoby Brissett the desire to throw the ball downfield in the first, second, and third quarter the same way that he has done in the fourth quarter? We know he can do it. He's done it. It's only been in the fourth quarter when the team is chasing, when they're way behind. Can he do this early in the game against a team with a beat-up secondary? If there was ever going to be a time for Jacoby Brissett to take some deep shots, this is the week. So, please, I'm begging you, George Godsey and Eric Studisville and Charlie Fry, give me some Jalen Waddle deep routes and let's throw the ball downfield to Jalen Waddle. How about it? How about it? Give it to me. No more. And, you don't even need, and it doesn't even need to be Jalen Waddle. We've seen over the last couple of weeks when the Dolphins have thrown the ball down down the field, who Jacoby Brissett likes to throw the ball to is Devontae Parker. And by and large, right. Devontae Parker has rewarded him for throwing yes. the ball. Whether he's covered or not, he's going up there and he's making big time grabs or he's drawing pass interference. And the ball is moving when we're throwing the ball down the field. And so you, you ask... How do they get him? How do they will him to to make that change and actually throw the ball downfield? It's very simple. You say, you're going to throw the ball downfield or we're putting in Reed Sinet. Yes. Yes. Reed Sinet isn't going to check down. Reed Sinet isn't coming into the game to check down to Savan Ahmed. Reed Sinet is coming in to air it out. He's he's gonna he's gonna air it up. We gotta bring back Myrick off of the we gotta we gotta find where's Myrick nowadays? What's he what's he up to? We gotta bring him in and get that connection reignited in the regular season. That's what we need. We're 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 down we need, a couple yeah, we, of wide receivers. Let's get a sixth tight end in the, on the active roster. That's what we need. I mean, listen, they drafted Hunter Long. What's what's listen, we gotta get Seath and Carter in there in the passing game. Is Chris Greer fired yet? How many fingers does Seathan Carter have? This is this is this is what we're this is what we're here to talk about as we preview this game for the Dolphins taking on the Buccaneers. How are they going? So they can't run the ball, and Jacoby Brissett can't pass the ball. So the only hope that we're going to win this game is Reed Sinet comes in and just says "fuck it" and airs it out. Well. The truth of the matter is, I've now sworn. I've now whatever, dropped the F bomb. We can say whatever we want about two the offense. shows in a row. We we can say whatever we want about the offense, and when we lose this game, we're gonna probably curse some more. Uh, you know, as the season goes on, because you know who gives a bleep. Uh, you know, see, I like I, that I you censor, bleep I yourself. I like my, the- I can censor myself right now, but after we lose by twenty points. It's a little bit more difficult, but we can say whatever we want about the offense. And the fact is, we know that the offense is bad. We know that we have a backup quarterback. We uh, backup quarterback. We know we have a bad offensive line. We know we're banged up at receiver. Uh, we know we're not going to be able to run the ball. It's going to be a struggle. If the Dolphins are going to have any chance in winning this game and they're going to have any chance in making any kind of noise and making any kind of run to make this season at all interesting... It starts and ends with the defense. 
That is what this team was built to be. It was built to be a team that wins with their defense and their special teams. Uh, it's supposed to be an elite defense. It was the number. It was uh, you know the number one scoring defense going into the last week. I think they ended up fourth or fifth in the league because they got after they got shellacked by Buffalo at the end of the year. Uh, but it was a it was a very good defense last year, and it was supposed to be better this year. And it is not better. It is significantly worse. And so if this team has any kind of turnaround, it has to start with the defense. The defense needs to absolutely ball out in this game. They need to come in with nothing to lose. They need to man up uh, against uh, the Bucks, You're not going to beat Tom Brady playing in a soft zone. We already know that. We've seen Tom Brady for 20 plus years. We know that you're not beating Tom Brady by sitting back in a soft zone. You got to put pressure on him. We're not beating anybody with our with our edge rushers rushing one-on-one. We know that. I mean, I hope Jalen Phillips can make a leap at some point. Emmanuel Ogba is nice, but they're not doing it on any kind of consistent basis. So you got to bring the heat. You, you're going to have some zero pressure, some, some you know, cover one blitzes. And you got to be creative about where this pressure is coming from. And you got to force Tom Brady into making some mistakes. That's the only way that you have any chance of winning this football game. The defense needs... To put the offense in some short fields, the defense might need to score some points on their own. The special teams is going to need to put the offense in some short fields. The special teams, and I'm not talking about field goals, the special teams might need to get into the end zone in this game for the Dolphins to have any chance. That way, you're not asking a whole lot out of the offense. You're asking the offense, hey, get us like 10 points on your own, and if we can squeak out, you know, 14 points because of the defense of the special teams, then maybe we've got a shot at this thing. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hope for the best. Uh, so I know you, we've been talking about, uh, we've been talking about Jason Pierre Paul. We've been talking about, uh, Will Fuller's finger as we, as we're recording this on Thursday night, Russell Wilson just appeared to break his finger on somebody's helmet and then immediately stayed in for the next play and handed the ball off. Was it so, his throwing hand too? I think so. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're telling me he he needs he needs his finger to throw the football? I mean, that's uh, uh, listen. It's it's a rumor going around the internet. I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Didn't we just watch that quarterback from Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago dislocate his finger, get it popped back in, and then throw a touchdown pass? Will Fuller's going to miss three weeks. Uh, it, you know, Will Fuller. I'm not going to call him soft, but. He has he he has many 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 similarities to a pillow. How about that? Well, what what about the other side of the ball? Let's let's look. Listen, if the Dolphins are going to win this game, they're going to win it because the defense shows up, right? That's that's how they're going to do this. That's what they're going to do. Actually, you know what? Before we talk about the defense, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time for you to join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using the code DOLPHINSTALK at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense. 
The world is starting to open up, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help get you ready. Inside, you'll find their brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. Folks, this there is no 15-yard penalty for this clipping. You got to go to manscaped.com. You got to use the promo code Dolphins Talk. You're going to save 20% off. You're going to get free shipping. And then at the end of the day, you're going to have a really good situation below the belt. So get 20% off and get free shipping with the code Dolphins Talk at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use the promo code Dolphins Talk, stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. Boy, the, I mean, the verbiage keeps getting better and better. The folks at Manscaped, boy, what they got great writers on staff over there. It's good stuff. It's good stuff over there. Stiff arm the pubes. Yeah, I mean, out of the playoffs. Stiff arm them out of the play. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some defense here. The Dolphins are in a lot. I mean, listen, the, Tampa Bay has got a lot of weapons offensively. Obviously, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Tom Brady, an incredible trio of wide receivers. What one of, if not the very best of all time, Tom Brady. I'm I'm partial to that Marino guy, but you know that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, he's got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans to throw the ball to. Uh, He's not going to have Rob Gronkowski on Sunday to throw the ball to, but Cameron Braid's not terrible, and he's also got Leonard Fournette who is, uh, you know, having something of a renaissance down there in Tampa Bay. So this is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense that is, I mean, got slowed down pretty well by the Patriots last week, but can the Dolphins duplicate that? I mean, we haven't duplicated it yet. Uh, I We've struggled to stop the run. Uh, we've struggled to get off the field on third down. It, But I have to believe that, you know, the the defense has to show up in this game. And I'm not saying they're going to shut out Tom Brady or anything like that. But you have to feel like this team's back is against the wall. And if you have any belief that this was going to be a good defense, they absolutely have to show up in this game. Now, we have some issues here. We're not necessarily 100% healthy in the secondary, and that is huge. It looks like Byron Jones is good to go. But all of a sudden, going from a full participant in practice to a limited participant in practice late in the week is your best corner, Xavier Howard. And that is always concerning when you're going in the wrong direction on the injury report as you get close to the weekend. If X doesn't play in this game, we're screwed because we need all hands on deck to handle this Tampa Bay receiving core. Obviously, Antonio Brown is doing Antonio Brown things. You still have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans there. You need to have all hands on deck here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe this might be the time where we finally see Noah Igbenogany get trotted back out onto the field. We he, we know he was active last week. Maybe we're going to see him get into the mix here. And maybe this will be a trial by fire. Because again, if there was ever a time to throw him out there, why not here in a game that you've got no chance? I mean, you know, that nobody's giving you a shot to win. I can't. I don't even know what the line is offhand. Maybe somebody wants to go to betus.com and it's tell me n- what they have as the line. 10. Is it minus 10? So, I mean, Tampa Bay, 10-point favorites at home. Might as well go in and and throw Noah out there and and give him a shot. Because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You lose the game you're supposed to lose anyway? 
you're really like you're 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 trying to build confidence in a young player and so what you want to do is throw him up to throw him to the wolves the last time we said hey noah we want to we want to throw you into a tough matchup here in man coverage here go cover stefan diggs how'd that work out i fully expect noah ibanagani is going to be active but you know what he's going to be doing he's going to be taking jakeem grant's role and he's going to be returning kicks I would rather see Jalen Waddle returning kicks, to be honest with you. Well, J- Jalen Waddle hasn't, you know, needs to learn how to catch the ball when he's returning kicks for, before anything else. Um, but I think we could see Noah Benogany with that role. And I, other than that, I mean, you think Noah Benogany is going to get, is all of a sudden going to jump Nick Needham and jump Justin Coleman on the depth chart at corner? I don't think so. I uh, just don't know. He, at best, he's the fifth best corner. And that's, that's, that's jumping McCourty as well. I, I don't think that Noah Ibanagani is just going to get thrown to the wolves and be cut. Maybe he gets out there uh, in some dime packages or something or some quarter packages. I'm not discounting that as a possibility. But if we're counting on Noah Ibanagani to be the reason why this Dolphins defense takes the next step, we should just forfeit. Just, just forfeit. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> We've been well, waiting for two years. We've been waiting for a year and a half for Noah Igbenogany to to fulfill the promise or fulfill his potential of being a first round pick, and he can't even get on the active roster. No, well, listen. If if he was gonna be if he was gonna be a success, he would already be a success, and we would have already moved him because that's what we do with the 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 picks that Chris Greer makes that turn out to be good. We send them somewhere else. That's usually what happens, anyway. Except, I mean, we've, we've, we've managed to hold on to Xavier Howard we've, and Christian Wilkins is finally starting to come good. But let's talk about Raekwon Davis. Is he? Let's talk about Christian yes. Wilkins? Yes. Yes, he is. But let's talk about Raekwon Davis Not because there sounds like good. there's a chance that Raekwon Davis might be activated for this game, might be activated off IR. He's been at practice this week. He's been looking okay. So there's some talk that he might be back and might be ready to go. And that would hopefully... Hell, I mean, getting John Jenkins off the field would be a good thing, I think, an unmitigated good for the Dolphins. But bringing in uh, Raekwon Davis, is that going to do some things to, uh, oh, the studio's falling apart. I mean, this is the technical difficulties today. It's unbelievable. Is that going to help shore up some of this run defense for the Dolphins? It would be helpful. I, I mean, Raekwon Davis obviously was a big piece of why we expected this Dolphins defense to be very good. Raekwon Davis had a very good rookie year and had a great camp, a great preseason, and by all accounts was, you know, going to be a, a potential Pro Bowl talent in the middle of that Dolphins defensive line. So uh, he gets hurt pretty early in the first game of the season. So we really haven't seen it. Uh he's a huge piece for this Dolphins for this Dolphins defense and would go a long way towards Miami being able to stop the run and if Miami's able to stop the run then that enables them to uh you know be in better position to contain this Tampa Bay passing attack uh without having to uh you know put extra guys in the box uh, because you you can't really afford to put extra guys in the box when Tampa Bay has the weapons that they do and then has Tom Terrific back there, you know, captaining the ship. Yeah, and that's that's the problem because there's nothing that you're going to throw at that guy that he hasn't seen before. And a number of Dolphins players said that this week. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough one 
for the Dolphins. Um, anything else that you think the Dolphins need to do from a defensive standpoint to slow down this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team before we go to the hashtag one hot take of the week? Because we got some good ones from the listeners this week, Brain. Well, I think it starts. It, it, it really just starts with pressure. Uh, you gotta you gotta bring the heat. You gotta you're, you're paying a lot of money and you invested a lot uh, in your secondary between first round picks and second round picks and uh, high price free agents. Uh, you you've invested a lot to have this this elite secondary so that you can play man coverage and bring pressure on the quarterback. You have to bring pressure and you got to force turnovers. You absolutely do for Miami to have any shot at winning this football game. They got to win the turnover margin and and they got to win it significantly. Yeah. And that's what they, they need to get that 27th straight game with a turnover. And my, my gut has been telling me that that's, this is where that streak ends is in this game. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong, but my, my gut is telling me that that streak ends on Sunday. But hopefully, like I said, I'm wrong. Let's go to the one hot take. As always, we ask the listeners to share their hashtag one hot take for the week of what they think is going to happen when the Dolphins take on whoever their opponent is going to be this week. Of course, obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we got some good ones from the listeners. So let's let's share a few from you from uh, the Twitter machine here, Brain. First off, we've got from at Turo23, offense scores at least 20 points. What do you think? <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is a hot take for this team. Are you kidding me? Yeah. For this team, very hot take. Uh, at Dolphins Talk Tom, Mr. Tom Ernest, he says, I will have six hard ciders and fry cakes while I cry watching the offense. I don't know that that's a terribly hot take, Tom. Hot cakes? Not hot, hot cakes. cakes. Might be hot cakes, but not a terribly hot take. Let's be real. Uh, at William Sibula says, this game is going to cost at least one coach their job. Is it going to be one of the Dolphins' three offensive coordinators? Possibly. We could only hope, right? At Pug1988 says, there will be a Dolphins receiver that has a 100-yard game. Well, that. Seems reasonable enough. Probably Devontae Parker, right? Well, I mean, I would think that Waddle would see a ton of targets with with both uh, with both Grant and uh, Will Fuller out. Uh, you know, they were f- kind of force feeding him the ball, featuring him a lot the first few weeks. Uh, I sure, I'm sure Devontae Parker is going to see his share of targets, but I I think Waddle is going to be a huge part of the game plan this week. Hmm. Well, here's one from uh, Mark Berger at Berger Deluxe One. We hire a third offensive coordinator during the game. Just that promote be... Charlie Fry. I mean, he's already calling. the. How can you have two offensive coordinators and then you have somebody that's not an offensive coordinator calling the plays? I Listen, I, if you wanted me to make any kind of heads or tails out of what this Dolphins offense is doing in any aspect, I, I can't. I can't help. Right. It's it's a mystery to me at crispy audio says Brady throws three plus picks one for six. Oh, all right. I could get into I could get when was the last time Tom Brady threw three interceptions in a game? Can you work on that for us, brain? <laughs> I'll get right on it. Here's a hot take from at Richard J. Simon. The Dolphins will lose by triple digits. It, it doesn't seem be a it doesn't seem impossible. No. 
No, it does not. Uh, John Vandekar says Jalen Phillips sacks Brady and he leaves the game. D- Brady Jaylen leaves Phillips the game. <laughs> Jalen Phillips <laughs> leaves the game. At this point, it wouldn't it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if it was Jalen Phillips. Oh, here we go. Our good buddy Armando Velez, Mondo Man at Mondo Man Twelve says Austin Jackson will get benched. Oh, from your lips to God's ears. God, that, I can't believe that hasn't happened. What happens first? Austin Jackson getting benched or, or Chris Greer getting fired? I would have to say probably Jackson getting benched, but, you know, maybe I then again. I would think so, but you'd think it would have already happened by now. Yeah, you you would have thought. Uh, at 20 gone says, Reed Sinet comes in the mid-second quarter, throws for 385 yards and four touchdowns in an overtime win. How about it? I mean, what a hero. We've got a quarterback controversy on our hands. Yeah. Love Reed Sinet. At CAG underscore Esquire says Waddle has a receiving touchdown and a punt return touchdown. Finns win 21-20. I would accept it. I would accept it. Jason Sarney says Preston Williams scores. That'd be something, right? No, I'm, I'm just happy he, he's out there on the field. If he's going to be out there on the field. Yeah, that would be, I mean, that's nice enough. Here we go. At Dro Simp says, I think Jacoby is going to throw for 350 in a losing effort. If Jacoby Brissett throws for 350 yards, I don't even know what to make of that. If he happened to throw. Well, he probably is throwing 70 passes if that happens. Listen, if he has the opportunity to throw 70 passes and the time, you know, that might be a good thing. No. Could be a terrible thing. Probably not a good thing. Probably means that we've given up a lot of quick touchdowns and we're losing 56 to 20. Just Chris Godwin on just like wide open, like slants across the middle all day. Uh, At the real Rob Rob says Sinet comes in after injury and becomes the next Tom Brady. There you go. Except, you know, two is coming back next week. So maybe not. Well, if Reed Sinet, let's be real. If Reed Sinet throws for you know 350 yards and four touchdowns we got we got something to consider that's true here's here's another look a lot of people the the reed sinet fanfic is strong right now at mike underscore binzo sinet starts and throws for 450 plus five touchdowns dolphins win 45 to two because we throw another end zone screen for a safety book it i mean it's fan fiction, baby. Uh, at Driscoll, Zach says, Jacoby finally gets benched and the offense comes to life. You would love to see it. I would certainly love to see it. Here's one Here's one from Nova Finn fan. This is a good one. Coach Flo has another post-game presser telling us how the team needs to play better. You know, they just still need, they just need to execute. We got to work on execution. Uh, at Uncle Crandrew, Uncle underscore Crandrew says, we sack Brady five times and win. That would be a hot take. That is a hot take. And finally, from at Dolphins SNE, Waddle, two touchdowns. I, I, I think Waddle could have a big game. There's there certainly opportunities in this game, and he's going to be a big part of the game plan. Oh, you would love to see that. All right. What's your hot take? So... My hot take, I'm going completely off the board. I'm not even going to stay in this game. I'm going, wow. I'm going out 
completely off the board. My hot take is Dolphins adjacent. And that is, you got to go to the Chicago Bears. Jakeem Grant is scoring a touchdown this week. Oh my God. Because that's that's what happens. Because Jakeem Grant is so bad while he's wearing a Dolphins jersey, but he goes to Chicago and he he immediately uh, becomes a, a star for them. Well, maybe not a star, but he scores a touchdown. Hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, Sam on Dolphins. All right, well, I'm going to go with my hot take. And if you've been listening to the show regularly, you know where I'm going with this. This is the week, baby. Michael Polardi touchdown pass. This is the week to make it happen. This, this is, is the it. Week to do it. Pulling out the tricks, pulling out the gimmicks. Michael Polardi touchdown pass. How about a Jason Sanders touchdown run? I, I'd be into that. Best kicker in the league running for a touchdown. Boy, get, put him on your fantasy team. Put Michael Pilardi on your fantasy team. Listen, Michael Pilardi's going to... To make my take really hot would be that Michael Pilardi throws a touchdown pass and ends up with more touchdown passes than Jacoby Brissett. That would be a really hot take. Well, if he's going to throw a touchdown pass, he's got a good shot. Hmm. Well, let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, what's your prediction for this game? Are the Dolphins going to win? We're going to get the big upset going well, to London gonna... with the two with the two and three record that a lot of people were hoping that we would have. I think they're going to have a spirited effort. I think, like I, I think they're going to play better than people are expecting, at least on one side of the football. I think the defense is really going to show up in this game because they know that. Any chance of them uh, even competing in this game relies on the defense having an absolutely great performance. Uh, but that said, there's only so much that they're going to be able to do, and you're going to need the offense to, you know, do their part. And I just don't think there's enough firepower on that side of the ball. And I just don't think that, uh, you know, we're going to do as good as the defense can play in this game. I don't think you're going to absolutely shut down Tampa Bay, even though I think it is very helpful that Gronk isn't going to be there. Uh, I, I think you're going to have to score more than 20 points to win this game. And I just don't know that this Dolphins team can score more than 20 points against this Tampa Bay defense. I've got Tampa Bay winning and just barely covering 23 to 13. Can we talk about how weird it is that this is the game that CBS has decided to put Jim Nance and Tony Romo on? Like that just it's seems not that it's not that. I mean, it's a little weird. Uh, it's well, I mean, when you think about so- the fact that that there is a game in the four o'clock hour, Browns at Chargers. The thing is, is that you know Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And Jacoby Brissett is Jacoby Brissett. No, but it's Tom Brady. At the end of the day, it's never, you know, it's never that surprising to have Tom Brady be your marquee game because everybody's too, everybody wants to watch Tom Brady. You're at the Super Bowl champs uh, and, and Tom Brady. You got the greatest quarterback of all time. You got the defending Super Bowl champs. So it's never... Uh, that surprising. You're never going to be like buried with like the the eighth broadcast team when as long as Tom Brady is playing the game. Yeah. Well, 
There it is. So, anyway, you predict that Tampa Bay is going to win. I am also going to predict a Tampa Bay victory. As, lo- as much as I would love to predict the Miami Dolphins win here, I just don't know that it's going to happen. The same old Dolphins thing to do would be for the Dolphins to keep this game very tight, maybe even have a lead at halftime, uh, and then, you know, find a way to blow it uh, late. You know, find a way for Tampa Bay just pulls away late in the game and, and the Dolphins end up losing. And I think we'll probably see something like that happen here. Uh, maybe the Dolphins will get some things connecting and then Tampa Bay will adjust or Jacoby Brissett will regress to the mean and the Dolphins will fade. So I think the final score here is going to be something along the lines of Tampa Bay 34, Miami 17. Something like that. So I don't think the Dolphins are going to get this win. But then again, like I said, if somehow it can happen, if somehow the Dolphins can get away with a win, I mean, it changes the whole narrative of the season. 100%. Look, if you, if you win this game, we're not going to win this game, but if you win this game, you're at two and three and you just beat the Patriot. I mean, not the Patriot. I'm so used to Tom Brady playing. For, I'm still not used to him playing for the Bucs. But you, you beat the defending Super Bowl champs and you're two and three. It's all there for you to go on this long run. It, it, it's right there for the Dolphins to go on a run. That, that said, we're going to lose this game. We're going to be one and four. And then, you know, we'll probably go on some sort of run in the middle of the season. But at this point, you know, I can't see us going better than eight and nine or nine and eight. I just, the, the team's just not that good. Uh, but look, win this game, prove me wrong and, you know, break my heart later. And then you set the table for Tua Tungavailoa to come in and turn this season around and lead this team to their first playoff win since 2001, right? Right? No, you you bring in Tua and Tua takes them on a run and then they go and they they're in the playoff race and then they just fade in January like the Dolphins have been doing for the past 30 years. Cuz I'm not even talking uh-huh. about 20 years of not making the playoffs. I mean, they did that even when Shula was there. Hashtag #same old dolphins. Well, hopefully that is not what happens, but either way, we're going to be there watching it and we're going to be here to talk about it after it's over. So we appreciate everybody for tuning in and joining us here on the Same Old Dolphin Show as always. A reminder, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, turn on notifications so you're notified every time we go live and make sure that you also like this video. That would be very helpful as well. If you're watching it now, go ahead and hit that like button. Just go ahead. Takes a second. Just hit like. Uh, That would be great. Then download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate that very much. And uh, yeah, make sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com each and every day. It's your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. We've got all the latest Miami Dolphins news and information as well as podcasts, opinion pieces, all kinds of things up there on DolphinsTalk.com. So make sure you visit the site every single day. And uh, yeah, yeah, stick with us because, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a busy weekend and we'll be back in your earballs live on YouTube on Monday night and it's going to be we're going to have stuff to talk about. We're either going to be really really happy or we're going to be kind of just like we are right now not terribly surprised at what we have just seen. But we'll see. Either way, we're going to be here and we hope that you will be too. So, take care of yourselves and each other and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye everybody. Go Dolphin!